Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I appreciate you giving the episode a listen. I'm going to be sitting down and going through my tips for round 19 of the men's comp, along with my special guest, uh, Mick Aussie. Now, folks, don't forget that if you have a local footy club that you would like to have get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note at one of my socials. You can find all of those on my website. Uh, you can shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as well if you happen to be there. I love being able to highlight these clubs. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to do that. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in North America, Mick Aussie. Mick's been here for a little over two decades, and he runs his sports comedy uh, channel talking about the NFL, of course the AFL. He's very much involved in the Canadian Football League as well, and gets into other sports like the NBA and the NHL too. He appears regularly on Sports Grid TV, and Mick was a great player in his own right in South Australia and in the Northern Territories. Uh, and this week's Club of the Episode... And this is one of the most unique club names I have run across. They are the Blighty Red Eyes of the Picola and District Football League in New South Wales. And the Red Eyes play their games at the Blighty Recreational Reserve. And the senior squad plays the 23rd, which I believe is Saturday this week, at the Blighty Recreation Reserve against the Catamatite Tigers. And that evening, after the game, the club is hosting the Blighty Football and Netball Club annual ball beginning at 7.30 p.m. If you're in that area and you want to buy a ticket, they're pre-sale at $55 and at the door at $65, cocktail attire, and the entertainment is being provided by the Velvet Archers. I've not heard of the Velvet Archers, but I'm going to bet they're fantastic. So, Red Eyes, I hope you have a fantastic party on Saturday, and I wish you the best of luck against the Tigers as well. Now, but folks, before we dive in, I do want to mention again, uh, hopefully if you have not had the chance to to check out episode 186, I do hope you'll take a listen to that. As I'd mentioned in the episode, um, yeah, I'm paying tribute to my uncle who passed away a couple of weeks ago. But the second half of this is kind of a fun call to action, I think, uh, with regards to uh, my mom having her 80th birthday coming up here in just a couple of months, and uh, as my sister and I talk about on this, uh, she's not looking for, she's not wanting any kind of stuff from anybody. She's hoping to get cards from as many different places, and she had mentioned that it would be great to get uh, inside the birthday cards you know, somebody who would, you know, drop a photograph or a postcard of something in their life that makes them happy, or maybe even a little note of something that makes them happy. So if you're if you're somebody who's interested in doing that, that would be fantastic. If you want to share that link of that episode with your friends, I would love to just absolutely inundate her with birthday cards. That uh, would be so wonderful to be able to do that for her. So if you want to do that, I have the mailing address in the show notes, so you can check that out as well. All right, so... Remember, folks, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there so that when new episodes come out, it's in your inbox right away. And uh, I've got about 100 people on the mailing list right now, so when new episodes come out, those 100 folks have it immediately, so they're they're able to uh, find out what's going on in, in the uh, world of a yank on the footy very, very quickly. You can leave a review for the show if you enjoy what you're hearing there and you want to help to uh, to sell the show to other people. That would be a huge help there. You can uh, if you support the show if you choose to do so through my Buy Me a Coffee page. You can leave me a voicemail. And also, if you would be a great guest, if you've got a great footy story to tell, I would love to talk to you. You can you can register as a guest over there on my website. It's, there's, it's on the drop-down menu up at the top. If you know somebody who is involved in the game, maybe they're a retired player or something of that nature, you folks have connections that I couldn't possibly fathom having. You know, I've been able 
to speak to some people that I never thought I would have the opportunity to speak with, but I'm always looking for those connections out there. So if you have one, I would certainly go ahead and appreciate that. Now let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, games that are going to be offered here in the United States this weekend. And these, uh, this information is coming from afana.com, afana.com. And we have four games that are going to be on cable television here. I think the other games are going to be on the Fox Soccer Plus, which is a pay channel. But again, um, if you're here in the U.S. and you're getting interested in this game, becoming an international member of your club helps to get you these games for less than a dollar a game in the great grand scheme of things in terms of the total number of games that are played during the season, plus you have the archive of everything else through the Watch AFL app. But on FS2, there are three games this weekend. We're going to be having the Richmond and Fremantle game. We're going to be having the Brisbane and Gold Coast game and the Carlton and GWS game on FS2. And then on FS1, the Bulldogs and the Melbourne Demons will be there. Those four games will all be live. So a 5.30 start, a 5 a.m. start, an 11 p.m. start, and a 5 a.m. start for each of those. Set your DVRs for those, folks. All right? So I'm absolutely chuffed to have uh, Mick joining me on the podcast. Uh, It's a lot of fun to talk with him. So let's go ahead and uh, dive into my chat with, uh, with Mick. All right. And I am thrilled to be joined again this morning by Kim Harrison, Mick Aussie. Mick, how are you doing this morning, sir? Oh, I don't hear that name, Kim, very often, but yeah, doing all right. And uh, ooh, well, we've got five games left, and it's going to be a great race to the AFL finals because a few teams blew their bit of a chance last week, didn't they? Oh, it's, I asked a gentleman I spoke with on Tuesday whether or not, it, does anybody actually want the eighth spot? Because it doesn't seem like anybody, you know, I guess maybe the Bulldogs, because they, I think they did win last week. So, I mean, maybe they're the ones that... Uh, that are saying that that would be uh, that they actually want that to be theirs. So I don't know, but it, it's, it is going to be an interesting five weeks an interesting sprint to the finals to see what happens here. But a couple things going on in the news uh, that we were going to talk about before we, uh, we get going here. Um, you know, the, the saga of the ruse is, is still in the news again, of course, you know, they, they won a game last week. So, and I, and I do have to, I do have to give a uh, a shout out to Chris Pepper from Lace Out Podcast because Chris actually tipped the ruse against Richmond last week, and I was out walking my dogs when I when I was listening to that episode, and I about I about tripped over the leash because I was shocked that he had tipped them. But good on you, Peps, for getting that one right. Um, but you know, Tom Brown's reporting that you know Alistair Clarkson they might have the inside shot at him at a. Uh, what did, what did I read? $1.6 million per year to come wow. in and coach the club. <sighs> wonder if he's going to have to clean out the locker room as well for that much. Well, I would be kind of okay with that. Only reason mainly is because Clarkson's having something to do with the uh, possible new team in Tasmania. He's got some connections there. I think relocating the ruse is the option. I'm kind of with like most of the bosses of the AFL. I believe they don't want the 19th team. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, you get the ruse in Tasmania. They still play seven or eight games in Melbourne, as we talked a few weeks ago. And maybe, but then someone was saying that he's a chance for the GWS Giants job. And that would be a better list of um group of players to take over so yeah it will be interesting where he ends up yeah i mean it's it's gonna you know and you and you look at you know north has just got so many issues going on you know the the i believe they've actually officially requested a priority pick or they're about to request that and i didn't realize they don't even have a second or third round pick in this year's draft because they've traded both of those picks away to bring in players that have helped them to their two win season so far this year Oh, well, slight, slight dig. Sorry, but that was tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's half of their trouble the last few years. I've paid the wrong players and recruited most of the wrong players. So yeah. the management's been terrible the last four or five years. Absolutely brutal. Now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they, didn't like most of their scouting department, most of their, uh, the people who were out looking at players, didn't they quit earlier this year? 
Yeah, there was a couple of high up guys quit, okay. but look, they they overpaid for Polak from uh, Port Adelaide. He hasn't played much. Jaden Stevenson hasn't done much, but hope he comes good. So, you know, they got to get yeah. their act together pretty quick, otherwise they'll go broke. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with them. And, and you know, you don't you don't wish any you know you ill towards a club you want you want the competition to be competitive i mean we're seeing it this year you've got you've got clubs who you know are maybe ahead of schedule you know you could argue that carlton and maybe collingwood are a year ahead of where they would you would have expected them to be in their in their build-ups um you know hats off to mccray and voss for that but it's uh i don't think anybody wants to see the ruse floundering as much as they are right now no, it's terrible. One yeah. of the worst teams ever in the history of the AFL. But yeah. good on them last week and good on yep. them the week before Nelly yep. getting the win. So that's good. That's good. Now, you, I, I before we started recording today, I, I mentioned uh, a name to you that I was not familiar with, but you were familiar with. And, uh, you know, Daisy Pierce is in the news um, this week, not necessarily because of anything of her doing, but, you know, I, you know Daisy Pierce has been – just in the time that I've been watching the game has been a, a great face for the AFLW to promote that game. She's been playing the game for well over a decade at the levels that she's been able to play it because the AFLW didn't exist until six, seven years ago, but she's now also working uh, on channel seven, doing the Friday night games and um, had somebody who came out was rather critical of her being uh, part of the announcing crew there and, and it's a name that i'm not familiar with and it's uh the name of rex hunt and you you said that you were familiar with him so <clears throat> tell me a little bit about mr hunt because i because i i'm gonna plead ignorance here yibbity, 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 yibbity. rex hunt is a fella that was a legendary radio commentator for many many years had fantastic sayings probably my favorite ever caller because you'll mix some comedy in with it Bruce okay. McAvaney's the best, but Rex Hunt, legend. He's pretty old now. He's had some health issues, and he's gone on with Sam Newman a couple of times, and very funny man. He still was running a late-night talk show after the AFL in Melbourne on 3AW. Um, but, yeah, he's had some issues over the years, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's a legend. And he did a fishing show worldwide, so he's very, very well-known in Australia with AFL. Yeah, it sounds like uh, that he has actually um, he's left. Oh, that's that's 2021. But it sounds like he's. It says here that uh, according to au.sports.yahoo uh, that Hunt condemned over wild rant about Daisy Pierce. Um, that uh, his his controversial opinion about TV networks having to cater for equal genders in their broadcasting teams. Uh, he responded to a, a fr friend's post on Facebook, um, upset that uh, Wayne Carey had been replaced with Daisy Pierce, uh, with uh, him taking on the Saturday night game instead of the Friday night game. So, you know, I I, I enjoy listening to Daisy Pierce. I mean, she's she's a very knowledgeable um, student of the game. I think. I mean, and and if she wasn't. Yeah, if she was, and I'm going to maybe be a little politically incorrect here, but I don't, I don't, you know, the cats have signed her up to help go through a coaching process with, with their men's club. You know, I don't think, I don't think they're bringing Daisy Pierce on as what some people might refer to as a diversity hire. <laughs> Daisy Pierce knows the game of football. I, I don't care. I, I don't care who the person is, if they know the game, if they can convey that to, to help make a club better, if they can help to make the, the, the understanding of the consumption of the game on television better and that insight, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it is, it's great also because of the growth of the AFLW and, you know, the, the comp, you know, looking at, half of the population now and saying here, you know, there's this, this other game that's, that's now burgeoning, it's beginning to grow. And here's one of the stars of this game. And, you know, and they know their stuff. 
it's just it, it's in many ways it's smart business as well i think oh absolutely and i'm with you and i'm not just saying this to be cool with the young kids or the people criticizing rex hunt daisy pierce is absolutely fantastic on the coverage she really knows her stuff when they cross to her on the boundary line at times she gives a fan a brilliant description of the game and what mm -hmm. happened in the last play so a big big fan and yeah she was the big name coming out of the vfl women's when the crow when the uh, aflw first formed so she came into the league with the name. And then, of course, Aaron Phillips came across from the basketball. So they were the two big names early on in the AFLW. And I enjoyed watching Daisy Pierce play in the grand final loss to the Crows. So no, a big, big fan. She gets a job on all of her merits as knowledge of the AFL. Well, full disclosure, you would have enjoyed watching anybody play against the Crows and losing the grand final to them. Let's just, let's just put that out there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're dead right. But I hadn't seen her play a huge amount because she took a year off to have a baby. And uh, I think she had twins. Before that, yeah. Yeah, no, she's brilliant. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. So you ready to, you know, one other thing before we jump in, I did want to give a, you know, a, a, a hat tip to, uh, to Donnie Hess from the fourth and long pot radio podcast. Uh, he had Steph Chiachi on his show the other day. i thrilled that, that he was able to, to get her on as a guest. I, I love being able to, to see, you know, the other podcasters here be able to, to bring in, you know, some, some big name guests to their show. So Donnie, good on you, man, for that. I know you, you kind of kept that under wraps until you got that, that episode out. So kudos to you, sir. So you ready to talk some tips this round? Yep, go for it. Okay, we are we are heading to a Richmond home game at Marvel Stadium. And Tigers supporters, we know how much you love that. Richmond sitting number eight on the ladder at 36 points. They're hosting the Fremantle Dockers, who are still in the top four. Pretty solid in there at 48 points. And... Uh, You've got uh, Ivan Soldo coming back in for the Tigers. You've got uh, Alec Pier Alex Pierce, Liam Henry coming in for Fremantle. Rory Lobb is out. Uh, Ethan Hughes is the Medi sub. Uh, Jake Arts has been omitted. Josh Gibkiss is still out. Tom Lynch is going to be missing. Uh, Dusty Martin still going to be out as well. You've got a 50-gamer in Jordan Clark. Most of those with the Cats. Um, what say you on this one? Well... First of all, it was great to see the Roos beat the Tigers last week. They've had a bit of a rough go, haven't they, the Tigers, lately? And, yes, mm -hmm. I'd like to hear your rant again about how they uh, don't like playing at Marvel because it's such a big distance to go. But, no, I'm going <laughs> to go for the Dockers to win. But get this last week on Sports Grid, the show I go on Friday nights, my best bet of the week was the Dockers to beat the Swans over there in Perth. Uh -huh. Well, that let me down, didn't they, with the Swans beating them in Perth. So they got to bounce back. And Nate Fife, they got to get him going a bit more, get him really fit, get him in the middle for a few plays, get him down forward. Because with Fife and Mundy still going well at their age, you know, they're a big chance, the Dockers, to go really, really well. I'll take the Dockers, but could go either way. So are you uh, are you going to be on sport? This is like two weeks in a row because you had one where you said somebody had you know bet the over or whatever and didn't do well, and now this one are, is uh, is Gabe going to let you back on this week? <laughs> well, the week before I didn't get the chance on that over that you yeah. thought was good and someone else was good, but yeah, last good. Week. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't because I got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with the I'm going with the Dockers on this one as well. I they I think they have to bounce back from that you know game that that. I think they probably, you know, realized it was going to be a tough one, but one that they probably think they should have won because they were defending their, their, their home ground. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Dockers by about two goals on this one as well. I just think there's too many, too many big names out for the Tigers right now. And uh, although back into a corner, this is a club that still you know, has won three out of the last four premierships. So I don't know, but I, I just think that the, the Dockers are going to take this one. And then we head off to the Sydney cricket ground for the Swans who are sitting at number six at 44 points, hosting the Adelaide Crows who are sitting 16th with 20 points. 
Now, the Swans are, are sharpening their talons, and I don't know if Swans actually have talons or not, but uh, we're going to go ahead and say that, they're, that they do. But they're, they're getting themselves geared up for finals here. Um, no changes other than uh, the Medisubs, Harry Cunningham and James Rowe for, the, uh, for both of the clubs there. Uh, no reported changes for either one of them. I'm going with the Swans to win this one by about four goals. I just I think they're going to keep the, the pressure on. Yeah, that that ground is is to me looking at it, it looks much less oval shaped and all and not quite circular, but more circular than oval shaped at the SCG because the the center square takes up an awful lot of the 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 center part of that ground. So I think they play that one well. It's a lot like the Cats with their you know their home field advantage if you will i'm going with the swans to take this one by about four goals yeah you're right with the scg it's a shorter field and i went actually went for a tour of there with the girlfriend last time i was back in australia so that was interesting to go for a guided tour and we'll see all the cricket and football memorabilia mm -hmm. i'm going for the swans as well i like them and their run homes not too bad either i think they can possibly get a top four spot Crows might cover. The spread is 30 and a half. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you and the Crows getting closer than that. But I tweeted you last night. Oh, my God. Big Tex Walker had a great game. He did a pass from about the half forward flank to um, McAdam, who then kicked a goal. Mate, it was like a, a five foot ten guy kicking a beautiful pass. Tex Walker is brilliant kick for goal and around the ground. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to re-mention that because that was a highlight absolutely swans to win crows to cover okay yeah i think we're pretty close on that and you know we've uh we've been talking about north melbourne here already and we're, we're headed down to blundstone uh north melbourne is hosting hawthorne you've got the number 18 and the number 13 sides here north got their second win last week the hawks have won a couple games in a row uh, they've got Jack Gunston coming back in um, after having missed with the passing of his father. Uh, Jacob Kaczynski is going to be the Medi sub. Uh, CJ Jaff is going to be out uh, with an injury. Hugh Greenwood playing game 100. Mitch Lewis playing game 50. I think this is going to be an entertaining game, even though it really doesn't matter in the great grand scheme of things as far as the ladder goes. Yeah, like, who really cares? Even the people of Tasmania, who, are they going to show up? Hope they do, but they might purposely not go because they want their own team. But, yeah, it's down in Hobart, Tasmania. People looking at the map of Australia, it's right down the bottom. Might be cold and windy. Oh, I don't really care. Hawks were favoured by about 19. I think the ruse will get closer than that. Toss the coin, but I'll stick with the Hawks to get it done just they beat the eagles last week by 25 points mm -hmm. so they got a bit of form going for them but yeah a bit of a nothing game really yeah i'm i'm going with hawthorne in this one by 11 i think you know i think that it's you know that the uh the roos are going to play better than they have for much of the season because i think they're going to be buoyed by having gotten the win last week but I think Hawthorne at this point in time is still a better side than the ruse happened to be. So I'm going to go with Hawthorne in this one by 11 as well. And we head on then to the Adelaide Oval. And you've got number 11, Port Adelaide, desperately needing a win. Facing off against, uh, and, I, and I hate to say it because it's, you know, I'm, I don't like, I don't want to jinx anything here. But, you know, facing off against the Cats who are currently sitting at the top of the ladder um they are the you know they and the the d's are the only two clubs that are sitting on 52 points right now it's the last week without tom stewart uh you know it's i have to wonder you know where is uh you know mark blitzavs is going to basically be doing his where where's waldo competition this week because you never know where the heck he's going to be on the ground because he's everywhere <laughs> um you know what do you think about this one? Oh, this is a, one of the games of the weekend. Your cats have got eight in a row. That's that's really impressive. Their record at Adelaide O was a bit up and down. I remember mm -hmm. the Crows beat them in game one of the year a couple of years ago. Patty Port Adelaide, got oh suspended. 
Yeah, I picked I put, picked the Port Adelaide Power Paps last week up there in Alice against the Demons, and they're right in the game. And didn't you love the scenery, the hill in the background mm-hmm. and the outback of Australia? Beautiful. And your mate, Cozzy Pickett, you'd be happy with his six goals. Oh, I'm going to stick with your cats to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does go either way. They're 10-point favourites, so let's say the power get closer than that, take the power on the plus but I got burnt going against your cats, so I'm not doing it again. <laughs> well, I'm going with the cats by eight in this one. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, it's, you know, Port Adelaide, if, if Port Adelaide plays the way that they're capable of playing, they can certainly beat Geelong. They certainly can. Uh, you know, this is, a, this is a good club that just had a lousy start to the year. And I, you know, I don't think anybody who's hoping to play finals really wants to play them in this last month of the season. But I, I just, uh, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know which of those two, which of the two port clubs are going to show up. You know, and again, when we tipped Port Adelaide, that was before. Yeah, you know, we recorded that before it was re, it was announced that Ken Hinckley was going to be missing a game as well. So you know, he was gone for you know health and safety protocol, so he didn't even make the trip. Uh, but it's uh, I, I think the cats are going to win the, a close one here just to do what they need to do to stay on top. And, I, and again, this is one where I have to get up in the middle of the night. Cause this is a two 35 in the morning start for me. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, I, and I'll be up for it. Cause that's just what I do. Um, love that coffee, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. And then we head to the GABA for the, the battle between the number three lions and the number 12 Gold Coast Suns. And uh, a lot of ins for both clubs here. Daniel Rich, Dane Zorko, Jared Berry, Marcus Adams, Oscar McInerney are in for Brisbane. Darcy McPherson, Jeremy Sharp, Jai Farrar, and debutante Elijah Hollins in for the Suns. The uh, Kaya Cockatoo is omitted. Keaton Coleman is injured. Darcy Ford out as well. Tom Fullerton is going to be the meta sub there. Kalamachi is playing his 100th game. You know, this is a must win for the Suns. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, and you know what, even though I'm saying, cause they're sitting up, you know, a game under being level right now. So they need to get back to level to, you know, to keep pace with Richmond and with the Bulldogs. Cause if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're two games off the pace or they're four points. Okay, though, they're only four points off behind Richmond and the Bulldogs, okay? And the Saints are sitting there as well, but, you know, the Saints have really scuffled. I'm going with the Lions to win this one in a close one. I just I just think with, this, with those players that they're bringing back in, and I don't know if the Suns are going to be able to recover from that ugly loss with the Bombers last week. I don't know. I'm going with the Lions at home. I think the crowd's going to get them fired up. So I've got the Lions winning this one by 11. Yeah, I agree with you. They got some very good ins coming back from the uh, COVID protocol. Uh, the Gabba, don't you love that name? It's the gaming, it's the Oval in Brisbane, the Gabba. The Lions have won the last three. I looked that up against the Suns. But one of my biggest disappointments of last weekend was the Suns not showing up against mm-hmm. the Bombers. Smashed by 48 points after their great win the week before over the Tigers. You and I both had the Suns. We built them up. I was so confident the guys would be roaring to go and so confident after the week before. Really disappointed in them last week. Looks like they probably won't make the eight. Lions to win. The spread is 21. I think they'll win by a bit more than that. Okay, uh, but the Lions got to perform against the top teams. That's where I still don't trust them. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. And you know, you talked before you talked before about the uh, you know the Swans possibly pushing their way into the four. And you know, in the back of my mind, this is this is the this is the cat supporter putting one of these hats on behind me here. You know, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, that maybe Fremantle or Sydney or Brisbane and, you know, if the Cats stay one or two, that two of those three clubs are in the bottom half of the top four, because maybe just maybe the Cats get a home final then, or at least, or at least if they send them to the MCG, you know, the Swans aren't going to be bringing 60,000 Swan supporters to a Cats home game. 
or Fremantle or, or Brisbane as the case may be. Oh, still five weeks to go, mate. The cats could lose five in a row. You, and you're absolutely, you're eight, absolutely right. So. No, you're absolutely right. They certainly could. You, you're right. That's why I'm saying if they stayed there, that's why I quantified that. I didn't say, trust me, I don't. That's why I think I said to you last week that, uh, that, you know, I don't consider a game one until after the team has sung the song, they've all showered and they've gotten on the bus to go back to the airport to fly home. I don't consider that game one until that happens. I've, I've had too many heartbreaks as a, as a Cleveland sports fan to, to, to just say, oh, well, yeah, we've got this one sewn up. No, I'm sorry. Um, just resin you up, mate. They're no, I know. I know. I know. Good. Now, for those of you in Australia, I will mention two words to you. And this is a baseball, this is a baseball name here. Michael Martinez uh, was the, the last player on the Indians, the Cleveland Indians bench in the 2016 World Series. And he ended up having to, to be the, the last hitter they had available at the end of the game. And, and he was terrible. It'd be, it'd be like Mick or I picking up a bat. And going in and trying to swing a bat in the at the seventh game of the World Series, uh, needless to say, they didn't win. Uh, so, so let's head back to Marvel because interesting. Marvel has three games this weekend. The MCG only has one. I thought that was kind of interesting. So hey, Richmond supporters, there you go. You know, give a call to Gil and say, hey, how, how come we're not playing our game at, at our place? Because that would balance things out there. Uh, you got the Bulldogs sitting ninth at thirty six points, hosting the. Melbourne Demons sitting number two with 52 points. And, and I, I'm going to say it. I think this is the game of the round right here. I think this, this has, you know, a lot of ramifications for both of these teams, you know, that, you know, the D's are wanting to, you know, to stay, you know, top two, possibly jump into the one if port does what they're capable of doing. The Bulldogs are trying to, you know, keep pace with, or jump over the Tigers. You've got Aaron Naughton back in for the Bulldogs. Uh, Jordan Sweet's been omitted. Clayton Oliver, Harrison Petty are back in for the D's. Adam Tomlinson omitted. Toby Bedford omitted. Luke Dunson's going to be a meta sub. Luke Cleary, the meta sub for the Bulldogs. What are you thinking on this one, sir? Oh, yeah, good game at Marvel. uh, I'm going to go with the Demons, but not with a lot of confidence. As we said, they beat Port Adelaide up there in Alice. Clayton Oliver, a big in, Mm -hmm. great player. One of the favorites for the big medal, the Brownlow medal. Aaron Norton's a big in for the Bulldogs. Very, very good player. But uh, I was looking at the scores of the last times I've played. And remember the grand final. This this still shocks me that that the D's beat the Dogs 21-14 to 10-7 but by 74 points. But it was a great game. Sounds yes, weird yeah. to say, but they just poured on those goals in that last quarter. Quite amazing. They won by so much. So, yep, the replay of last year's grand final demons are favored by about 12. I think they'll get it done just so about by about that, but I still like the dogs to sneak into the eight, but I might yeah, be wrong yeah. on that. Well, I'm, I'm going with the bulldogs on this one by a goal. Wow. I, I just, I just, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens now that both Aaron Naughton and Josh Bruce are back in the foot the, in the uh the forward 50 for the bulldogs i think it's just gonna be it's gonna because we haven't seen that yet this year and and you know i i i saw a video clip and uh you know d supporters you know let me know what your thoughts are on this i i i saw something where it they were the person that put the clip together was was really giving bailey fritch a hard time is somebody who does not distribute the ball inside 50 it's it's you know like if i've got the ball inside 50 i'm taking the shot on goal even if you might be open for an easier shot and and, and they showed a number of 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 instances where he's coming up on the goal where he might have been able to you know hand handball the the other uh, ball the the ball to a, a teammate who's much closer to the goal that it would have an open shot, you know, right in, out right at the goal square whatever the case may be and that he took the shot and it didn't go in or it did go in it was a bit of an indictment, I thought, on, on Bailey Frisch. So I, I wonder if that's going to get into the back of his mind, having seen that out there, somebody putting a bug in his ear about it to where he thinks, okay, now I have to go ahead and pass this off instead of kicking it. He's probably not seen it, but I, I just thought it was a little interesting piece of video that, that popped up there. Well, that is interesting because if his teammates start to think that he's, uh, we call it hogging, you mm-hmm. hog the ball, you, you hog it to kick the goal, that's not good if his teammates are thinking that. I don't know that they am, 
But I will say he is a very good kick for goal. So I like his confidence of backing himself in. Right, so right. It's a 50-50 chance. Good on him not passing it. But if the guy's well in the open and closer, sure, you should pass it off. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that I thought was interesting about the the Cats-Blues matchup last year where they talked about the comparison between Mackay and Kurnow and, and Jeremy Cameron and Hawkins in terms of the goal assists that the, that the four of them had. And it just, I, and I didn't realize that it was that big of a disparity. And then, and then the thing with Bailey Fritz showed up. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So we're heading back to Marvel. And I think this is game two of three at Marvel. Yeah. I think this is game two. No, this is game three at Marvel. And we've got Carlton sitting at number seven at 44 points, hosting number 15 GWS at 20 points. Uh, You've got a lot of ins in this one here. You've got uh, Lockie Fogarty, Lockie O'Brien, Mitch McGovern is back in, Patty Dow, Will Setterfield in for Carlton. Will Hayes is suspended. George Hewitt is out. Uh, for the Giants, I mean, they've got half their list in it, looks like. Adam Kennedy, Braden Pruce, Cameron Fleeton, Jake Stein, Jared Bradner, Brander, Kieran Briggs, Leek Allier is debuting, Zach Sproul is debuting, and Fleeton is debuting as well. But uh, Jesse Hogan's out, Josh Kelly's out, Matt Flynn's been omitted. Tom Green managed a lot of new faces. And again, you know, you've got Carlton who's hoping to still jump into the eight. I don't know if they have enough firepower to get there. I am going with Carlton in this one by two or by a little more than two goals. I'm going by 13 points uh, with Carlton here. I I think they're the better side right now. Uh, It's a home game for them. I, you know, well, almost a home game because they're playing at Marvel as well. Um, but uh, I'm going with the Blues on this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll win and win probably quite well. They're favoured by 24 points. The Giants have got a few out. Like Josh Kennedy, he's a ripper of a player on the ball. Hogan as well is doing okay. But with Carlton... Interesting in Mitch McGovern, the former Adelaide Crow. You know, I don't like to diss players, but he has so far been a bad recruit for Carlton. Often injured. There was rumours that he was lazy in the off-season, should train harder. I hope he comes good because he does have ability. Mm -hmm. So far, not a good recruit for Carlton from the Crows. Carlton are looking good, but they're a bit up and down, aren't they? So I'll take them to win and probably uh, by about that 24 or more. Okay. Okay. Uh, But let's see here. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to our our next one then. And we're heading out to Optus and you've got the number 17 West Coast Eagles hosting number 10 St. Kilda sitting on 36 points. Uh, Connor West, Greg Clark, Josh Rotham in for the Eagles. Uh, out for St. Kilda. Uh, Wanganeen Malera, Patty Ryder. Zach Jones has been omitted. Patty Ryder is going to be out for like the next month, uh, it sounds like. But Hunter Clark, Jared Leinhart, Leo Connolly, Marcus Winhager, Sebastian Ross, and Tom Campbell in for the Saints. This is a game that the Saints really need to win because that, that ship is taking on a lot of water right now. Yeah, they're disappointing, aren't they? They're so up and down. They've always been that way. It's like they don't have enough enough real strong culture or something in that club. They need to develop that. I do like their coach, but they're up and down. They were terrible against the dogs, especially in that first quarter. Right, right. Oh, the Eagles, they're up and down too. They didn't get near the Hawks, really. Lost by 25 points. Eagles might get up and win this, but no, I'll take the Saints. They're favoured by 16. They need to win. They have to win. Their percentage Mm -hmm. is not as good as the Dogs and a couple of the other teams out of the eight. They're on 101%. Dogs are on 112. Port Adelaide's 106. Even the Suns have got a better percentage than the Saints on 104. Must win for the Saints, just, I think. But wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles win over there in the beautiful Optus well, Stadium. And that's why I am going with West Coast to win this one. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I, I think, you know, that, that there, we're starting to see where some of the players that are, that have been part of this premiership team with West Coast 
are are nearing the ends of their careers. I keep hearing Kennedy might be done. Um, you know, I just I you know, no, I think Patty Ryder not being there is going to be a is a huge hole for the Saints to fill. Okay, and and you know, I know Nick Nat is not there, but the 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 Eagles have dealt with Nick Nat not being there for most of the season. That's not necessarily been the case with the, the Saints having to deal with Patty Ryder being there. So like I said, just a, a hunch here. I've got the Eagles winning this one by 11. You know, again, not a, not a widespread there. I just think, you know, it's, I think that's what's going to happen with this one. And that's, you know, maybe the, the home, the home ground, you know, one game, uh, one game or one goal advantage there. I'm, I'm with you. I went Saints, but you could be right. I'm just, I can't trust the Eagles because Hawks are not very good and the Hawks beat them by 25 points. So good point. I'm still very wary of the Eagles. They're two stop start. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. you might be right. Nothing game really for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. And the last game of the round, if I'm not mistaken, yep. The last game of the round, we're heading back to the air to the MCG for the only game at the MCG this weekend. I guess the grass must have been a little overheated there. Although I did see it was about one degree Celsius uh, in Geelong yesterday morning, but you've got number five Collingwood sitting at 48 points, having won eight in a row, I believe, along with the cats hosting number 14 Essendon with 24 points. Uh, You've got Isaac Quainar, Taylor Adams and Tyler Brown coming in for Collingwood. Alec Waterman, James Stewart, and Massimo D'Ambrosio coming back in for Essendon as well. This is an interesting matchup here because, you know, Collingwood has won eight in a row, and the Bombers have won three out of their last four after arguably stinking up the, the comp much of the season. They've, they've really underperformed much of the season here. You know, is this is this an opportunity for them to 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 throw a monkey wrench into another club's quest for finals? Absolutely, um, could be a really close one. Magpies are favoured by about eight, and as I've said before, Bombers were my team growing up before the mm-hmm. Crows came in. But I'm really disappointed in the Bombers. Oh yeah, you've won three of the last four. Whoop whoop friggin' chook! Like you didn't perform <laughs> in it season mattered magpies eight in a row but a lot of those games have been very very close and i did watch them against the crows in the wet in adelaide last week and the crows could have won that mm-hmm. finally the magpies won by five points they seem to do well when they need to at the very last minute whether that's experience from some of their key players or good coaching i'm going to go against my more favorite team. I'm going to go with the Magpies, mainly because I'm so disappointed in the Bombers this year. Could be a close one. Really good. Magpies are due for a loss. It might be this week. Okay. Well, you know, I we're going to close out our tips this week with yet another game where we're picking the opposite clubs here. I'm going with the Bombers to win this one in a bit of an up. Well, I guess it's an upset when you're sitting number 14 on the ladder. Okay. I just, I, I don't know why. I don't know why as I'm sitting down looking at this, I'm just thinking, you know, the Bombers have played decent the last few weeks. They've been a club that, you know, I don't want to say that they're, that they were like North Melbourne was last year, because if you remember North Melbourne was horrible the first half of last year, but the second half of the, the, the fixture, nobody wanted to play them because they were just going toe to toe with clubs. And maybe that's what the Bombers are going to do these last few weeks. Um, I'm going with the Bombers to win this one by nine. I don't know why I chose them. I just, maybe just to be contrary, but I, I just, I think that the, that the Bombers might go ahead and just get over the line with this one. Well, in my calculation for NFL picks, the big point is gut feel. Gut mm-hmm. feel is huge. If you feel the Bombers are going to win, that's what you go with because gut feel encompasses thoughts together. So you might dead be you might be well right on that one, but like I said, I'm disappointed in them. And uh, the Magpies, I used to really dislike them, but I like the way they play these days under the new coach Craig McRae. Yeah, and uh, we'll have to see what happens is because you know the, the the league has made I think the game even more difficult to adjudicate now with the comments about what is a high tackle, what's not a high tackle. I think this is just going to get 
more and more frustrating. And maybe maybe they're going to secretly go back to, hey, you put your arms up in the air. We're going to go ahead and give you a 50 meter penalty for that. And then, you know, and uh, we're going to have players that are going to be, you know, kicking, you know, 10 goals because they got, you know, 10 50 meter penalties called in their favor or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did hear Gil McLaughlin talk about the rule and he basically said there's no change to the rule. They're just going to make sure that it's enforced. And mm-hmm. It is a bit controversial and, oh, I want to stay positive, but your buddy, Joel Selwood, he's done it for years. And yes. in some way, to me, it's going to tarnish his legacy a little bit. That's just my opinion, but terrific player. But yeah, he's done it for years. He he just drops his knees at the right moment and he got away with it for so long. But they're all into Ginnivan and I don't blame him. He's a little smart ass. He needs to pull his head in. So a uh, bit of controversial stuff down absolutely in the last yeah. few weeks with the well, high tackles. Well, and it's, it was interesting because, you know, uh, Luke Beveridge came out speaking out about this and, and uh, you know, some folks are pointing out uh, – don't you remember uh, Cody Waitman doing this exact same kind of thing uh, <laughs> a while back? <laughs> so he's a he's a beauty, Luke Beveridge. I like listening to him. He's controversial, but he sticks up for his players, which is absolutely. what I really like. Absolutely, yep. So Mick, where can people find you, sir? Oh, I'm doing lots lately, but MickAussie.tv. That's M Y K A U S S I E dot TV. Lots of Twitter, I like Twitter, and uh, still doing the CFL gig. We did another recording last night on Commonwealth Stadium, so it's good to be down on the field. So do a little show for pick six for the CFL Edmonton Elks. Richard films it and edits it, so we have some fun with that as well. And, yeah, Twitter and mcozzy.tv. Then Friday night around about 8.10 to 8.20 Eastern, I'm on Sports Grid TV, Sirius Satellite XM Channel 159. We talk CFL and we do talk AFL as well. Okay. So who do the Elks have this weekend? Well, it's a home game Friday night against the reigning Grey Cup champions, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They've won the last two Grey Cups. They're a very good team. They're 6-0. But the Elks got up by one point last week, 32-31. to over there in Montreal after being down quite a bit. So the city's on a bit of a high because of their big win last week. And it's going to be a beautiful 26 degrees and sunny. So it's going to be fantastic. Wow. And, 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 you know, just, just so people know um, when you get towards the end of the season, you know, cause the, the, the AFL comp will be done by then, but uh, the last week of the A of the CFL season, what might the temperature be at the at the last Edmonton home game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, get get your Google machine out, guys, and <laughs> convert it to Fahrenheit. But the coldest we've been in a couple of the games was about minus twelve Celsius, and I had a great picture when I came here um, and went to the Edmonton game. I'm having a beer and a cup and all around the top of the cup, the uh, plastic cup was frozen. So that was wow. a great picture that the beer was frozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly kept it cold for you. Well, Hey, yeah. uh, Mick, I do appreciate you coming on, sir. This is, this, I, I love chatting with you. Um, I, I really enjoy, you know, going through the tips with you and, and getting your, your thoughts on things. Cause you've got a lot of great insight and, you know, you bring a lot of fun to the game. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week. Are you going to get to the Elks game this weekend? Yeah, I'll be doing sports grid tomorrow night and then quickly rush there straight afterwards. So I won't be far off game time, but okay. I do like to go to the tailgate party and walk around and do a bit of video. But no, I'm on sports grid. So that's more important. Have you get tried the game and stand tr- in the end zone and have some fun? Have you tried doing that? live from you know have you tried going on sports grid live from the the game at it the elks games have you done that yet interesting you asked that last year i did and we had great technology on our cell phones uh-huh. we were all set up to go and my buddy mike tiger cap was with me but the producer of the show was a bit fussy and there was a bit of background noise and then 
<laughs> my buddy's girlfriend held the camera and she's a bit wobbly. So I should have held the camera. We should have moved further away from the stadium because of the background noise. But I still think we should have gone live. Yeah. Hey, it's the producer well, made the decision, yeah. and that's his decision. So evidently, that, right? evidently, her beer was not frozen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mick, hey, have a fantastic weekend, man. Yep, same with you, and some uh, really good AFL games. So enjoy watching uh, all the games or some of the games on the uh, AFL app and. Uh, people in america hope you're really enjoying the run down to the afl finals see you later man all right and i absolutely enjoyed uh, talking with mick again today we had some differences in terms of our tips so we'll see who ends up being right here um hunches and bunches i think that's actually a title of an episode last year so folks uh if you head over to my website yankonthefooty.com you can find everything you need about the podcast links to all my socials are over there as well um you can reach me by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I do hope you'll sign up on the mailing list. I do hope that you'll uh, check out episode 186, as I'd mentioned before there. So you know, if you're on the mailing list, again, those episodes will come out to you right away. Folks, I want to thank you for all of the kind words that you have shared. I truly appreciate uh, how decent everyone has been um, with regards to the show. I've had you know some condolences that have, that have come in as well, and I thank you for that. Uh, but we're getting to the pointy end of the fixture here, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. So we got five rounds left with this one getting played here. So anything could happen. You know, I think we might have our seven clubs in the top seven set in terms of who's going to be there. We don't know where they're going to be yet, but I'm not sure if anybody's going to be able to, to leapfrog into there. But we should know a little bit more after this week. And folks, I do hope you'll check out the show notes. Um, if you need help, there are numbers there where you can do that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 189 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or at by email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. Head over to my website, ayankonthefooty.com, for links to all my socials. And get on that mailing list, folks, and I hope you'll share the episode. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye. <laughs>